Hello, everybody. It's good to be here, and it's good to see you. We want to thank God it has been good to us in Zimbabwe. You all know from the news, we are within the news, and God has been gracious, and uh, he has made provision for all. We thank God. Thank you so much for your prayers. Love from my church, love from my children. They, they are happy. They send their love this morning. We thank God for uh, Joe and Avril. We have uh, managed to come twice and uh, coming next month. And uh, I'm asking, I'm pleading with the church to persuade and convince Alan and Greg to come to Zimbabwe. <laughs> So, Alan, please, we're looking forward to your coming to Zimbabwe. God is good. Let's not waste time. Let's get into the Word of God. I'll ask Alan to, Mary Ellen to read. You want all three scriptures? Yes. So, David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and other relatives joined him there. Then others began coming, men who were in trouble or in debt, or who were just discontented, until David was the leader of about 400 men. So that was 1 Samuel. I'm reading from the cover of the newsletter. Now we go to 1 Chronicles. These are the leaders of David's mighty men. Together with all Israel, they determined to make David their king, just as the Lord had promised concerning Israel. Here is the record of David's mightiest men. The first was that person. The that thing, who was commander of the three, the greatest, the three greatest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 300 enemy warriors in a single battle. And then from Mark, Jesus called out to them, come be my disciples and I will show you how to fish for people. Thank you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Um, it starts by saying David left Gath, escaped to the cave of Adalam. Giving you a background, in the book of Judges, we see that for since Egypt, the children of Israel were ruled by God. They followed God. God was speaking to them through his servant Moses, through Joshua, and many other of his servants. And they enjoyed with God. And the Bible tells us that even through the wilderness, none was sick, uh, no clothes were torn or shoes, because the Lord was with them. He provided manna, he provided quails, he provided water. And all they needed. But uh, by the time we get, they, they possess the land. In the book of Judges, we, saw, we see a lot of anarchy. People would rise up against uh, their leaders and everyone would do as they pleased. Which is about 
what's happening throughout the world. Anarchy throughout the world. And in the book of Samuel, Samuel gives us a transition, shows us the transition from the rule of God to the rule of man. He shows us the transition from the rule of uh, evil men and the rule of godly men. So here, there is David. He was anointed by God, chosen by God, and Saul was man's choice, a democratic leader, I would say. And we all know democracy, what it has done. All right. We celebrated in Zimbabwe when democracy came. Now we are crying because of democracy. Anyway, that's not the point. So, with democracy, people trusted Saul, people liked Saul, but Saul did not obey God. Saul disobeyed God and did according to what he thought and how he felt. And so God rejected Saul and chose a man after his own heart, David. And But you, you will notice that Saul begins to notice something incredible about David. He begins to notice that the giant that Saul fears, David slays. The demons that torment Saul, David uh, rebukes and sets him free. I should be doing this. But this kid, this young man, so he got jealous and he got angry and he sought to kill David. But David ran for his life. All right. So now he is camped at Gath. Then he goes, sorry, at the cave of Adalam. So many things are happening uh, under Saul. People are not happy. Uh, people, they not no good services. And Saul is doing everything to satisfy himself, to satisfy his family. And he is even persuading his son Jonathan to kill David that he may be on the throne. But behind the back of his mind, he knows David is anointed. He knows David is chosen. But he resists that. Okay. So David is in the... He's not running away because he's a coward. David was a valiant soldier. Powerful. He could do... He could kill Saul. He could kill Saul's... He could destroy Saul's army. But no, David chose to go God's way. God, David submitted to God... And let God have his way in Israel. But Saul continued to do what he wanted. He continued to search for David to kill him. But as that went on, uh, the Bible tells us that the brothers of David, they did not enjoy the rule of Saul. Things were not going on well in Israel. And some men were in trouble for some reason. And some others were discontent. Some were in debt. 
Uh, I like how uh, the, the message puts it. He said, some were misfits. Mm. Outcasts. They were rejected. They did not find comfort under soul. So they sought comfort. They sought peace. The Bible says these men went and joined David. And David became their captain. He became their leader. So which means they went, they sought refuge from David. They sought asylum from David. They asked David to become their leader. Which means they surrendered to David. They said, David, here we are, helpless. We are in trouble. We are debtors. And we are discontented. But we surrender to you. We submit to your authority. And David became their leader. 400 men in total. May I speak to my fellow Zimbabweans for a moment? Things were not well in our country. Things were not, are still not well in our country. But you ran from our country to this country to seek asylum, to seek refuge. Okay. Just like these men did. You were discontented. Some of you, you were in trouble politically. Then you sought refuge. But the worst thing that refugees do, most refugees do, you know, they, they run to a country and seek asylum. Some, they live in the refugee camp until they rot. Some, they stay in the refugee camp until they die. They live miserably. They live sorrowfully. They, 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 they comfort each other, pity parties about what's happening at home. But that's not the case. That was not the case uh, with David. These men were in trouble. These men were, were, were discontented. They were all in debt. But David says, gentlemen, I'm not a coward. I'm not hiding because I'm afraid. But I'm just waiting for God's time. I am a warrior. I am a soldier. I am a great leader. I am a strategist. But I will not entertain your pity parties. I will not entertain your tears, sorrows. No. Wake up. Let's make this cave our city. Let's make this cave our training ground. And David started training those men. He says, uh, I like the statement that um, I heard, which was said by Napoleon. Napoleon, it is said one day he met a certain man. But this man was hiding. This man was so afraid, timid. Then he asked him, what's your name? Then he says, Napoleon. Then he said, what? Napoleon? He, I'm Napoleon, and he, he is a timid, coward Napoleon. He says, my friend, 
It's either you change your name or you change your character. So David goes, change your attitude. Stop crying. Stop mourning. Stop wailing. Stop worrying. Let's wake up. Let's do something. Wake up. Let's begin to do something. Okay. So David, for a long time, he trained these men. He trained them. They became like him. They became valiant like him. They became brave soldiers like him. He trained them. He equipped them. And he made them brave. They stopped crying. They became an army. At the end of the day, they became an army. The distressed became an army. The troubled became an army. The debtors became an army. Those men who were sorrowful, those men who were not, who were discontented, oh, men, in the cave, in the forest, in the hills, it was as if they were in the city. They enjoyed life with David. David was telling him, telling them how God saved them from a bear, how God saved them from a lion, how God used him to kill the giant Goliath. And God said, you can do it. David said, you can do it. Gentlemen, we can do it. Let's not be afraid of our circumstances. Let not your circumstances bring you down. Amen. So the Bible says, after Saul had died, and about the time David was about to die. Second, First Chronicles chapter 11. These are the leaders of David's mighty army. Together with all Israel, they determined to make David their king. Okay. These weak men, these disgruntled men, these debtors who were running away from debt became mighty men, leaders of David's armies. They became powerful men, no longer weak, no longer dying, no longer afraid, no longer running away. So my fellow Zimbabweans, don't keep hiding. Don't remain sorrowful. Wake up, seek what you can do. Begin to do something. Let people appreciate you for who you are. Not feel sorry for you. Hello? Let people not say, oh, sorry. Oh, Zimbabweans, did you hear what's happening? Oh, sorry. No, wake up, begin to do something. Rise up, become a mighty man. Live for yourself. Don't become a beggar. Mighty man. All right. So, let's get to the heart of the message. So, in the gospel, by the time Jesus comes, it's another transition. All right. It's another transition. People have been 
uh, worshipping God, serving God and the Pharisees. And these legalists had crafted laws beyond, up, uh, above and beyond the law that was the law of Moses, the law that was given. They had many laws. They brought in many ceremonial laws which bound the people of Israel, the Jews. They were, they were more slaves than free. They were no longer worshipping God. They were no longer free to serve God. They were actually monitored. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. You are doing it wrong. You are doing it wrong. They, you know, they were so afraid and bound. But Jesus brings the transition. The rule of a man brought legalism. The Pharisees brought legalism. But Jesus comes in and says, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's time to let God rule. It's time to allow God to rule in our midst. And Jesus was not popular for that message. He was not popular. He was condemned, rejected, just like David was. He was condemned, rejected. And just like in the time of David, the lepers, the prostitutes, Hello? Those who were weak, those who were not accepted, the outcasts, the tax collectors, the ignorant, the unlearned, came to Jesus. They came to Jesus. And Jesus says, Come follow me. Hello? The lepers. Jesus healed them and gave them direction. It's no longer what man wants, but let's do what God wants. I remember blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says, when he cried out to Jesus, and when Jesus stopped, he asked him, what do you want? He says, that I may see. And when he received his sight, the Bible says, he followed Jesus. The Bible tells us of the man who was possessed by demons. And when Jesus cast out those demons, the man says, I will go with you. And Jesus says, go to the ten cities. Tell them what God has done for you. All right. He was condemned to the graveyard. But Jesus meets him restores him, brings him back to the community. All right. So here we are this morning. We have our different circumstances. We have our different circumstances that we worry about, that we mourn about. Some of you are sick. Some of you, uh, things are not well with your family. Things are not well at work. And some of you, you, the world did not treat you well. 
You know what the world does? Takes you like a, 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 an orange, squeezes you, squeezes all the juice, and throws you away. And you were left without juice. But Jesus picked you up and restored you. I want to say you are now juicy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, uh, so we have all our troubles. Now the tendency of refugees, the tendency of asylum seekers, I want to say we sought asylum in Jesus. We sought refuge in Jesus. We came to Jesus for refuge. But the tendency of refugees or asylum seekers, we come in to hide. We come in to hide from danger. And we remain hiding. Many have come to church to hide. We have come for refuge. I have come that Jesus may forgive my sins. Praise the Lord, he has forgiven your sins. You have come that Jesus may heal your sickness. Praise the Lord, he has healed your sickness. You have come that Jesus may bless your life. Praise the Lord, Jesus has blessed your life. But why are you still hiding? Why are you still hiding? David said, no, 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 gentlemen. Stop pity parting. Stop worrying. Wake up. I will train you to be brave, to be courageous. I will train you to fight. And when we come to Jesus, he says, wake up. I want to train you to be brave. David was not scared of Saul. Neither was he scared of Goliath. He was a valiant fighter. He was brave. If we read the Chronicles of David, he won so many victories. David was a great king, mastermind king. He instituted worship, great worship, where it was all about God, where it was all God-centered. And now when we come to Jesus, he introduces in us to this life of freedom. He says, the word says, when the Son of Man sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many of us, we are free, we are free, yet so bound. We are free, yet so afraid. We are free, yet still hiding. No. Jesus has called us that he trained us to be like him. Jesus, David made his men to be like him. And listen, let's become like Jesus. Let's become like Jesus. Jesus came to give up his life for us. And likewise, he wants us also that we give up our lives for others. So Jesus, uh, coming to Jesus, you know the words that stand, stood out to me, I thank God. Powerful. Eric, you are anointed. Thanks for the choice of the songs of surrender. Because what stood out to me I was, as I was preparing was surrender and obedience. 
the, the men came to David, surrendered themselves to David. And they obeyed David's instruction. They followed David. Wherever he went, whatever he wanted them to do, they did. And when we come to Jesus, let's totally surrender. Let's give up our rights. Let's not do as we please. Let's not do what men think. Let's do what the master is looking for us to do. Let's stand at the cross and say, Jesus, what else should I do? Where else should I go? Where you lead, I will follow. Where you send me, I will go. You know, when Jesus came, he says, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke, for it is light. Jesus is lightening our burdens, and he is exchanging your yoke for his. Giving yours, giving you his, which is light. Okay. But Jesus says, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. All right. You know, in the, in the Chronicles, when you read in the Chronicles or Second Samuel, you will read that uh, at Hebron, they crowned David king. Then later, the tribes, one by one, started coming to Jesus. The armies of God come and say, David, we will join you. Okay. They heard the news that it is well with David. And you will be well. You will be catered for under David. David will bring you true peace. David will bring you true comfort. David is restoring lives. Those outcasts are now powerful men. Those men that were in debt, he scraped their debt. They are justified. They are forgiven. And men ran tribe after tribe started running to David. We submit to you, David. We submit to you, David. As they submitted to David. How did it come? Those who had come to David, they went one by one and said, come and try David. Did you hear what David is doing? Great exploits. Come and join us. Did you hear what's happening with David? Come and join us. Brothers, you have come to Jesus. You have experienced the grace of Jesus. The power of Jesus. You have experienced salvation. You have experienced blessing. Won't you go back home and say to your brother, try Jesus. Won't you go back to your neighbor and say, come, see what Jesus can do. Won't you go back to your witness and say, come, see what Jesus has done for me. He can do it for you. What he has done for me, he can do it for you. Let's not remain here hiding. Let's not hide. Let's take Jesus, the message of Jesus, to the world. Let's share Jesus, the good news, with others. Yesterday I had lunch with Anne. We had lunch with Anne Hotchkiss. And she told me, she, to, she was telling us that for 50, 50 years of her life, she was a churchgoer. She has always been going to church. But on her 50th year, she received the good news. 
This is what? There's such freedom. There's such joy in Christ. And ever since, she started praying for others. She prayed for her family. She prayed for her friends. She prayed for unbelievers. And she prayed for new believers. She prayed, most of them have become leaders of our church, of leading church. And also, I remember she prayed for us. And here am I. I want to challenge you. Now that you are free, now that you have, you, you have find, found freedom and refuge in Christ, he did not bring you here to hide, but to train you and release you. After, te- after spending three years with this man, he says, go ye therefore and make disciples. Hello? Go ye therefore and make disciples. You know, we are in Zimbabwe, we are building a church. We are about to build. When we finish building, outside, we will write in bold, Come ye who are, who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. At the entrance, come all ye who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And at the exit, I want it to be written, Go ye therefore and make disciples. You have come that you may go in power. In church, church is a place for equipping. You must be here to be equipped and go. I want to tell you something. Serapta Church, for all I know, is a very resourced church. It's a rich church. People know God. People, individuals, know the word. When you listen to them, quote scripture, bring scripture together, they know the word, but they keep it to themselves. Let's take it out. Go ye therefore. Don't be afraid. All right. Do you know that you are gifted? You are anointed. Just, Jesus does not, he just commands us, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Your business is to lay hands and it is Jesus' business to heal. Hello? Yours is to lay. Look around. Who is sick? And let Jesus do it. If they get well, praise the Lord. If they don't get well, praise the Lord. (laughs) Yes. Share the little that you have. Some people say, I just only know little. Share the little that you have. You will discover that it's so amazing. Hello? Do you know, sometimes we are threatened by educated people. We think they know too much. They just know that which they are learned to, 
they've, uh, they are educated to know. Not the good news. Don't be threatened by what they have. Share the good news. You know, uh, two months ago we were invited, Gertrude and I were invited by a certain family. We went to the house as we drove into the yard. Man, I said, are we lost? Because we are talking to our fellow Zimbabweans in Shona on the phone. And do they live here? So a minute later, I see this man say, come in, welcome. I'm lighter than him. Very black. So I said, oh, so I'm not lost. Okay. We got into the house. You know, at the entrance, you know, we, we, we almost bumped into furniture. And, you know, it was, it, they had it all. They have it all. They have it all. But when we sat down, Man, they're in trouble. They are discontented. Man, they're in debt. They're miserable. But when we began to share Jesus, we discover that we are rich. We discover that we are powerful. And I said, shall we pray? They all fell on their knees. I said, this man? Wow. We prayed for them and their lives have changed. Don't fear people for who they are or for what they have. Share the good news. They might have it all, but they are in trouble. They are bound. So I just want to say, this is a place for equipping. We are being equipped by these men, the elders. We are being equipped by these apostles, pastors, prophets, evangelists. They are equipping us. You know, knowledge puffs up. doesn't matter how much you know. It's only until when you use it that's when it begins to make sense. Your knowledge gains value when you apply it. What have you applied regarding your knowledge of Jesus? Regarding your knowledge of the kingdom? I want to say to us this morning, let's stop hiding. Let's surrender to Jesus and let's do all that he has commanded us. If any man follow me, let him take, carry his cross. How is, what is carrying your cross? Is doing all that Jesus has commanded you to do at all cost. At all cost. Paul says, in season and out of season. This morning we must do a commitment. The Lord has equipped us fully. The Lord has forgiven us. The Lord has given us freedom and joy. But 
we must make a commitment that we walk through that door to share the joy of the Lord with our family, with our friends, with our neighbors. Don't let your neighbor die while you watch. Share Jesus. I want to tell you, Jesus will not leave you. He will be with you. And it's not, about, it's not you who needs to convince the person, to convict the person. Just share the word. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. So my fellow refugees, let's stand up for Jesus. I'm not talking to Zimbabweans. I'm talking to you refugees. We have found refuge in Jesus. And Jesus has given us total freedom. We must walk with this freedom and share with the world. Hello. There is, a, there is an empty chair next to you. Belongs to your neighbor. Belongs to your workmate. An empty chair next to you. Belongs to that person that you meet in the street and just pass. So consider, my brother, my sister, we have a work to do. The master has commissioned us. Go and make disciples. He has made us fishers of men. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you this morning for this day. I thank you for Sarepta Church. I thank you for this, my brothers and sisters. The men that you have set free. The men that have come to you. The men and women that have come to you for refuge. And they've found true refuge in you. They've found comfort and joy in you. But Lord, it's time for us to consider, Lord, our part. And to do what the Lord has asked us to do. To share with others. Father, to abandon selfishness. Many times you are so selfish. We want this Jesus for me and myself. Lord, help us to share Jesus with the world. Release a grace this morning upon the church. Release an anointing upon the church as we surrender and submit to your authority. Allow us, Lord, to be your agents. Allow us, Lord, to be your army. Allow us, Lord, to be your mighty man. Let's individually make a commitment to Jesus. Let's just pray and ask Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to empower us as we go and share the good news. Thank you, Lord.